I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hey, hey, welcome back. And if you are new, what up with it? Try something new with that one, but did it work? Did it work? Okay. Um, so listen, in the spirit of continuing to try new things, I've decided that I want to play around with some of the content that I'll be sharing on the podcast because there's so much of it and so many things that I've done over the years that I believe can bring you immense value. So today I'm going to actually broadcast a conversation that I had on Clubhouse with um, a a colleague, a fellow entrepreneur, um, somebody who I consider a sister and a friend, Janae Adams, who is as I say, my first gen financial go-to because listen, she knows all things money. Okay. When it comes to the money, that's who you want to talk to. Um, but to say the least, I hope that you enjoy this conversation and I'm just going to step on out the way so we can get into it. So, um, hello, good afternoon, good day, good, what is today? Wednesday, all day, hump day. So I am Eve Hudson. I am the founder and chief strategist of Evangeline Worldwide which is a development entity where I specialize in person development and entrepreneurship, um, as well as the host of the First Gen Lounge podcast. So for those of you who are first gen or know a first gen friend, um, feel free to go to my profile and go to the very bottom. There is a group called the First Gen Lounge. Follow that for more conversations like this, um, specifically for first generation college students and graduates, just to be able to just propel and do all the amazing things in life. I'm really, really, really excited because I have someone here who's become a very dear friend, somebody who's been, you know, a trailblazer and a leader and one of the first black women, you know, that I met as a speaker who was just like showing nothing but love. So I really, really adore her. But Janae Adams, you know, welcome. So glad to have you here today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. And thank you for having me, Dr. Eve. Uh, and like she said, I when I met Dr. Eve, you know, a few years ago, I was just like, man, she's just a genuine person. Like, whatever I can do, like, she asked me any questions, I'm going to try to figure out <laughs> the answer for her. So I, I, I greatly appreciate this opportunity just to have this conversation with you. I am Janae Adams. I am the owner of EMAC Consulting, but everybody knows me from Debt Sucks University, and that's actually the, the name of my first book. Uh, I paid off $50,000 of debt in two years, and it, it led me to start a business of speaking around the world about my story. Uh, and it's, I've been in business about 10 years now. So I'm looking forward to just sharing a little bit about my story, but I'm definitely looking forward to answering you all's questions today. Getting into the first question for you, Janae, can you tell us your story about having paid off 50K of debt in two years? Because that's a lot of money. <laughs> and my, my, my story is a little bit unconventional and different from you know, other people who have student loan debt. I actually graduated college uh, debt-free with $10,000 in the bank at the age of 21. And many people don't know that until I get on the stage. And what ended up happening is what people don't think about is that 
marriage can come. And so I married in the 25 grand. And then the other 25 grand, I didn't know anything about money. And instead of getting a car fixed that should have just got fixed and made $500, I was just like, you know what? Forget this car. We're going to get a new one. <laughs> and that's where the other the 20, other 25 grand came up. And I'm like many other people here, especially in America. I know we got people from around the world joining us. But, you know, here in America, we live in a microwave generation and we want everything so fast, especially like we're talking about first gen. That's what I am as well. And we feel like we got to get everything that we ain't never had before. We got to get the house. We got to get make sure we got the good job, the nice looking car and, and so forth. And so that's the path I was down until one day my company I had been working for for eight years basically said, you know what? We don't really need you anymore. So you're done. You're fired. And, you know, in that one phone call, I lost, you know, pretty much 60% of our household income. Uh, we lost the company car. We, we lost health insurance. And then we had a one-year-old at home. And so that's when, you know, reality set in real quick for me. And I, I started taking the steps to pay that 50 grand off in the two years. You said a lot and a whole lot. Because let's just, if I just want to dissect it for a second. You're a first-generation college graduate, no debt. Like when you graduated, like, bow, love it, right? Same thing happened to me. Um, I fortunately was able to go to school on a full academic scholarship undergrad. So I was clear and free and doing my thing once I graduated as well. But then to think about you did it, what you were supposed to do. You went and got the job and then the job to help take care of your family. You followed that path because, you know, there's so much pressure for us as first generation you know, students and graduates to, you know, do it right and take care of the family and have that career because we want to make everybody proud. And you did that and still got laid off. So I think there's a lot to say there because at the end of the day, even when we do everything we're supposed to do, right, things can still just happen. Um, and then, like you said, you married. And so I th know some people probably like, you know, got married and oh, like you married somebody with debt. And there's some people like, no, I'm not married anybody with no debt. But, you know, if you love them, you love them. <laughs> so, you know, so, but just thinking about what that looks like. So, so many things that you, that you did, but then you figured it out. Um, but then there's a lot of stories too, Janae, that talk about, this um i paid off this amount of debt but then they had parents who gave them houses gave them cars you know had trust funds but you really worked to pay yours off can you tell us about what you did to pay off that much money like what did you change in your life um what was your strategy you know did you have a conversation with your husband to be able to figure out all right this is what we're not going to do and this is what we are going to do <laughs> yeah and it, it was really about getting focused people definitely always ask me, Janae, how did you do that? How did you pay it off? And I'm like, that's not the right question. The question is why? You're like, you have to know your why. Because if you don't know your why, you're always going to fail at pretty much a lot. But you're going to definitely fail at trying to get out of debt, trying to build wealth. Because you don't, if you don't have no reason to do it, as soon as something hard comes along, you'll stop. And so what I, what I teach people is something that I did myself, and it's called a dream sheet. And it's basically what would you do where would you go? Who would you help if money was an issue? And I just got out a piece of paper that day I got laid off and wrote at the top, dream sheet. <laughs> and I put, you know, you know, short-term, intermediate, and long-term, you know, basically dreams. And it was, you know, six to 12 months was short-term, three to five years was intermediate, and long-term long was 10 to 15 years, which I'm still working on right now. And I just wrote down what those dreams were. And it was, if money doesn't matter. And I didn't put on there paying off debt as a dream because I want everybody to know paying off debt is not a dream. Don't put that on your dream sheet, okay? <laughs> but it needs to be things that you look forward to that you want to do because that's going to keep you out of debt. 
And and as you said, did I sit down with him? And we, I did sit down and I said, our first child was born to death. Our second child would not be. And she wasn't. So she don't know the struggle at all. <laughs> she don't know the struggle. Like she is so, so much. I, she's just like, we can't eat out tonight? No, we're not eating out tonight. And my son is more of a saver because he went through it and she did. And so it, it just goes to like even teaching young teaching children about money as well because they learn from us. Absolutely. And then, you know, as first gens, um, some of us, and especially from those low income backgrounds, didn't learn a lot about money. We didn't have that that conversation with our parents about credit and financing and saving because they were struggling. So honest, what could they teach us? So I'm glad that you mentioned that because people who I've learned that have money, who are wealthier, aren't afraid to have open conversations about money and teach it to their kids. Um, Somebody said something, when you're not embarrassed about money, you can talk about it. And I think a lot of people who find themselves in the struggle tend to not um, talk about money because they don't have it to talk about. But I think that's where we have to shift our minds and start realizing until we talk about money, we can't do better and get better at it. So now I can't think of a friend that I have that we don't talk about money in some kind of way, shape, form or fashion because it's important for us to do that. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up that, you know, your son saves because he's been through the struggle and, you know, I know the struggle. <laughs> I know the struggle. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'm um, just curious, is there anything that you would have done differently when you were paying off this $50,000 of debt? Uh, what would I have done differently? Um, I'm trying to think, what could I have done differently? Uh, I, hmm, I think coming out of the debt, I would have done some things a little bit differently. Uh coming out of it, I would have put even more money into my retirement uh, and and probably a little less into my business because I came out of the debt and then the business kind of started to form. And I, and I think I wish I would have put a little bit more money aside uh, into my, my um, IRA at that time. I, that's what I would think. Everything else, when I was paying out the debt, it was so much of my back against the wall is that I just had to do what I had to do. <laughs> like every day was just like, do what you got to do, Janae. Do we need to sell this? Oh yeah, we need to sell that TV. Let's get this up out of here. We got too many TVs, you know? So it was just like, you know, everything to the wall to make sure that it happened. So I don't think as far as paying off the debt, if I would do anything differently um, that I can think of uh, coming out of it, yeah. I can dig that. And then the other thing, what as you were digging yourself out of this debt, did you still enjoy like living? Like, how did you find the balance? Because there are some people who are just like do nothing, have no fun, just pay that, pay that, pay that. But how do you find the balance in doing that? When you start on the journey of paying off debt and you're you're really serious about it and you have your why behind it, it makes it a lot easier to give up things you don't really want. That you know you don't really want it like you think you want it. Like you can give up some things. And the way that we kept our sanity and, you know, join our lives is that we, you have to do the work to find it. Like America makes it so easy for us to just get credit cards, spend money, da, 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 da. When you have to work and figure things out, you actually find more joy in it. So when, when I was looking for like dates or, you know, a monthly date, we didn't go out to eat for two years, by the way. So for everybody, we didn't, yeah, we didn't go out to eat for two years. We didn't go on vacation for two years. Nobody got a gift for two years, but no kind of holiday. And so that's how serious it was. But we we found a, well, I found a, the local hospital here had a healthy eating class. And what we would do, um, I went by myself the first time to see how it was. And then it just became a date night. 
and what it is you go to this. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Well, you, you go to this healthy eating class, and they show you how to make a meal, a healthy meal. Like with it takes it's a whole hour class. They got to give you the ingredients, you cook it, you have steak, you have salad, whatever it is. And then what they would do is when it's done, they would sponsor by the local grocery store and they would send all the ingredients on with you and with the meat. And so and it was free. I was like, this is crazy. And so that that was our date night, you know, each and every month. And you know, we were we were younger, we were in our twenties at the time. Um, I believe and so like you don't expect much but that helped us grow closer we learned how to cook first of all and then we came home and that's something that helped me save even more money because I was able to cook healthier dishes and so forth so that was I would say that was the main thing is just finding things to do um, as a as a couple as a family that didn't cost any money at all I'm gonna just tell you that no I no going out to eat that hurt hurt <laughs> Her, her sis, wait a minute. But no, but, but you got to do what you got to do what you got to do. But I appreciate knowing that the discipline was there because it, it takes discipline to get things done. It doesn't matter what it is, going to school, saving, buying a house. You have to be disciplined, losing weight. People think it's just, oh, I'm just going to show up and stuff happens. No, you got to be disciplined. Okay, so the last question I have for you before I open up um, Q&A to the audience is, you know, how has being debt-free changed your life especially as someone who's first gen black woman and an entrepreneur, because there are a lot of intersections there that, you know, to take us forever to dig into, but there's minority and woman, you know, who you want like, you know, women ain't supposed to be doing stuff. You just know, think about things like that. And then for you to be an entrepreneur because you are a black woman entrepreneur. So it's just so many layers, but how has it changed your life? Um, and what would you suggest other people, you know, just in thinking about making debt, paying it off that priority as well yeah it just what it does is it helps me live in my why it helps me do more of what i love and what i want to do um, as far as an entrepreneur a lot of what i do throughout the year my passion is going to college campuses now we're doing it virtual but i speak to at least ten thousand students a year and majority of them are first gen so i boy if somebody tells me that they the first thing in the <laughs> they family to go to college Oh, it gives me so much joy. And, and and to show them a different way of thinking about money is what I love to do. Like I tear everything they ever learned about money, I tear it down and I build a whole new foundation. And because they're in high school and college, it's a lot easier than when I, I speak at corporations and organizations. And so my passion, me being debt free has led that I can, I run a debt free business, everything Anything you see, my social media, my marketing, you see me flying places, that is my money. Like, and nobody is my boss. <laughs> so the freedom is there and, and I can just do more of what I want. And on a personal level, it, it gives me the freedom to do more for those who got me to where I am, especially my mother. My mother, now, I, I was a two-parent household. My father did pass away of a heart attack when I was 17. But to know that I can do things for her now that because she worked so hard. So for her 70th birthday a couple years ago, I, I in January, I, I said, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to work like I haven't worked before to make it happen. And her birthday gift was a year worth of trips was her birthday gift. And the first trip we went on before COVID kind of hit us was uh, we went to France and London for seven days. And, and since then, we've, we've done local ones. We went to Charleston, we went, went to the beach and so forth. But as soon as COVID's done, we back out of here. 
Like, <laughs> and that, and that's the freedom. It's just that I love to travel, and you and eat. Not even you know I love to eat. So yeah, <laughs> I love to eat. And so, and travel is like my first favorite. And now, anytime I see a, a flight deal, I just buy it. I get up and go. I'm going to the Virgin Islands at the end of this month for four days. I'm going to Japan in April, you know, for a whole week, and that that flight's only two hundred fifty eight dollars. So just going through this this whole process has showed me has helped me learn how to save money in every aspect of my life to make my money stretch further and to make my future wealth stretch, stretch further as well. Mm, all, all of it. So listen, I just I, I love it, I, and, I, and I say it because I mean it. I I think we've probably known each other about four years now as well. Um, so time flies, but for those of you who are new to Janae, please do follow her IG. I'm not just saying it because she's a friend because I'm trying to plug. I'd be on her IG, like, you know, one of her biggest fans, like, where's she going now? Where's she get a coupon for? How much you get that trip? Or Janae, you know, how you doing this? Because she's always, always giving out just free information. Um, you know, even talking about the student loans and what's going to happen with that and how the politics shape was happening with us being able to pay them off or not, just depending on what that looks like. Um, again, just cheap deals for travel and how to save. It's all kinds of stuff. But the food, Janae is always eating. <laughs> and so much so that now we've been like, what you eat? You know, what you <laughs> where you get that from? So um, free Starbucks all the time. And Starbucks ain't cheap. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, but Janae, I really do appreciate you. Um, I, I appreciate, you know, just your path, um, for you honoring that truth, for you figuring it out, for you being a very dynamic you know, first generation college graduate, HBCU graduate, let the yes. people know. Yes, black woman. Yeah, now, <laughs> you know, black woman and entrepreneur is just so, so beautiful to me. Um, it's encouraging to me too. And I don't say that lightly because, you know, it's just nice to know that other women have blazed a trail and I, and I continue to say it in that there's, there's room for all of us. So with that, um, this is wrapping up the interview portion, you all. So if you have questions, please feel free to raise your hand and come up to the stage and ask no, you won't be recorded, so you're totally safe because only she and I um, can be recorded right now. But we will have your responses, um, you know, answer your response. So if you have any money about any money, duh, any questions about debt or getting out of debt or paying off debt or student loans, anything money related, Janae knows. So please do raise your hand and come up so that we can get some of your questions answered. Um, in the meantime, I am going to, again, just reset the room. I am Eve Hudson. I am host of the First Gen Lounge podcast, uh, founder and chief strategist of Evangeline Worldwide, which is a development entity. And we are talking about first gen college grads and getting out of debt. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Listen, I told you, didn't I? I told this bad sis is bad um and so well traveled and since that conversation i can't even begin to tell you how many more places that i've watched her go and i told her i said one day i'm gonna tag along on one of these trips um because it's just it's amazing to see especially a black woman who knows about her money who can tell you about your money but is living the life um that she talks about so with that in mind i'm gonna go in and wrap it up and just remind you that you are worthy, you are capable, you got this. Um, know that I love you. Keep pressing forward in all that you do. And until the next time, peace.